Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Chris Canty in for Key today. Guys, UConn just won the best game of the tournament so far. Been some good ones, but 91-87 in double OT. The Huskies are now headed to a 14th straight Final Four. We're talking about the women's tournament, of course. I'm sorry, how many? 14 straight <laughs> Final Fours. Okay. okay. This was the game of March Madness. Mm-hmm. Paige Beckers, who's the, the marquee headliner right heading in, did not disappoint. 27 for UConn. Missed 19 games this season with left knee injury. And once she came back, just like that, UConn's a national title contender. She's only a sophomore, guys. and She's one of the best players in the country and the reigning player of the year. And she shines brightest in the brightest moments like the greats do, right? So here's the question. Is the women's game in college basketball set up for long-term success better than the men's game? A lot of one-and-dones in the men's game. Don't really know the, the characters involved in much. Can't get as emotionally involved. Everyone pretends suddenly to care, you know, in, in, during the tournament. Is the women's game, Jay, in college ball set up better than the men's game? 1,000%. If I were to ask people around the country who would be your leading candidate for National Player of the Year in the men's game, I think a lot of people would struggle. Like, I would be able to throw names at you because I watch it. I study it all the mm-hmm. time. And that's Johnny Davis at Wisconsin. And that's Asser Ship- Shipway uh, over at Kentucky. Johnny Davis, the guard. Johnny Davis, the guard at Wisconsin. I, you, there's a lot of names in that upper echelon. But when I look at the women's players, you know who Paige Beckers is. Mm-hmm. You know, Paige Beckers actually has over 700. She has 977,000 people that follow her on IG. When I tell you Haley Van Lith over mm-hmm. at Louisville. She has 695,000 people that follow her on IG. You have actual brands. You know why? You know who they are. They have to stay around. You get a chance to follow them. There's not a revolving door. Whereas with the men's, John Davis has like 60,000 people that follow him. Well, he hasn't been on a popular TV show long enough. The women have. They stay on a very popular TV show for years. I I mean, the, the fact that guys have stayed around I mean, look, when I was around, we won a national championship. Yep. I, I snuck in a national player of the year award. Shane Batty got every other one else, right? But I got one. I come back my junior year. You're on the cover of Sports Illustrated. You're on the cover of ESPN, the magazine. Your team is preseason one in the nation. Everybody's talking about you. Oh, my God. They have Jay Williams. They have Mike Dunleavy. They have Carlos Boozer. They have three guys that can go top 20 in NBA draft. Like, there's notoriety around that. And you can follow that. With women's basketball now, you know Paige is coming back for another season. Yep. You know Aaliyah Boston is coming back potentially for another season. That's not the case with the men's game. It's a revolving door. People move in and out way too quickly. Yeah, I will say this. From a character development standpoint, the women's game in college has an advantage over the men's game. The only thing that I would question is whether or not the preview aspect of it plays a role in terms of generating interest because we're, we we want to see what's the next great thing at the highest level of the sport, right? And mm-hmm. so the NBA is vastly more popular than the WNBA. And so people want to see what's in the pipeline, what do these one-and-done prospects actually look like, and who my team could potentially be looking at in the lottery. And, and here's another way to say that. More popularity equals what? More, more dough. 
right? It is. And the money, the lure of the money in the men's game means they don't stick around. I understand there are rules set up in the women's game, right? Sure. Which inhibits them, for, prohibits them from jumping to the pros. But even so, even take away those rules, there's not a lot of money in the WNBA as a, as a lure away from the college game, right? Although, Jay, that could change over time, too, as the WNBA increases in popularity. It could, but it's also changing with NIL. So I think you're going to see a lot more brands make bigger brands of the women's game because they know that they're around. And yes. look, I've been on the inside of this, okay? So I've seen a trend. A couple years ago, man, when Trey Young was at Oklahoma, like there was so much done around Trey Young. Like every network built Trey Young up because you know what? Like that might be a baby version of Stephen Curry. We can mm-hmm. sell that, right? Yep. Boom, everywhere. Trey Young was everywhere. And then it followed up with Zion and R.J. Barrett. Wow, social media. Remember that dunk he had preseason where he jumped from the free throw line? It went viral. Everybody started talking about it from the shoe blowout to the Duke North Carolina game. You marketed that like crazy. There hasn't been a player in college basketball like that since. Who has the game been marketed around? Paige Beckers might be the answer, man. She's only a sophomore, and she is great. Caitlin Clark gets busy too. From yeah, Iowa. By the way, she, 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 another one. She gets, gets busy. busy. You're hearing more about Caitlin Clark than you yeah. are about Johnny Davis. Yeah. You're right. No doubt. You mentioned the rules, guys. Jay, players will have, or I mentioned the rules. Really, players will have, player will have, here's the rule her 22nd birthday during the calendar year in which the draft is held. So Paige Becker's talking about going to the WNBA. Even if there was tons of money in the WNBA right now, she wanted to jump, she couldn't do it. Until 2023. She wouldn't be eligible for the draft until 2023. Speaking of overtime, guys, it's not broken in college basketball, right? Is it broken in the NFL? Is it, is it, do they need to change the overtime rules in the NFL? The owners are meeting about it now. Let's hear from you, Rob in Buffalo. What do you want to do about overtime in the NFL? How's it going, guys? What's up, What's up Rob? Rob? Hey, when the Chiefs scored at the end, that's great. They tied the game. So let's take a break like they normally do at the, after a score. Take uh, Get the team's five-minute break. Go right back at it. Bills get the ball. Chiefs kick off. They try. Do whatever happens, happens. Then the Chiefs get the ball. They try. At the end of that, then you go flip the coin. At least the flow of the game stays put for one more possession for each team. Okay. I mean, like, I uh, I just say keep playing. Yeah. I just, yeah. just keep playing. Yeah. I don't know if I need a five-minute break. After playing 60 minutes, I don't know that I need that. I actually want to get to it. I think I don't, just, want, to, I don't want my muscles to get cold, none of that stuff. I think you just meant like at the end of a quarter, there's that break anyway, Chris. So it'd be like a, the end of a quarter. You just have a, a little bit. It's not like a five-minute break. You go in the locker room. Like, like at the end of every quarter, you have a break. Well, yeah, that's based on yeah the TV timeout and all yeah, that that's, other stuff. That's, yeah, that's I think what Rob was yeah, saying. Yeah, but I, I mean, you had that, you had that at the start of overtime too. Neil and St. Louis, you're on with – Chris Canty, Jay, Will, and Max. Hey, guys. Just want to say enjoy the show. And <clears throat> I think you ought to just go ahead and put the kickers at the 35 alternate field goals. Oh, like a shootout in hockey. Ooh. That would be interesting. Ooh. It would be. I'm it has, not mad at that. That has very little to do with football. Let me explain what I mean. Special teams is part of the game, but it is odd that a holdover from soccer 
that doesn't exist anywhere in it's football like PKs. is yeah. kicking, and now all of a sudden that determines who who goes oh, ahead. I love it because yeah. it puts so much more pressure on the kicker. <laughs> you better you better have your kicker right. You better have your kicker right. And by the way, kickers are like one of the most hated individuals in all sports because yes. people always say, oh, "You got one job. There you go." That's yeah. your one job. The, the, the kicker's not a football player, but guess what? Everybody on that sideline is all of a sudden rooting for that guy to come through. Oh, it would I be incredibly that. dramatic. Yeah. Oh, no question. You keep moving it back? But that's not what the NFL wants, though, Max. No. The NFL doesn't want the game in the kicker's hands. No. It wants the in game the foot, in the no. quarterback hands that's right. because they're the marquee. That's what it is. Holly and Texas, <laughs> you're on with Chris Canty, J. Will and Max. This is Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, thanks for taking the call. I just think they should keep the overtime rules the same. Just eliminate the coin toss and just keep playing. If you, you know, go out and score to earn the overtime, now go out and defend it and get the ball back. And let's, so let's how do you – so who possesses the ball? Just whoever at the end had possession? No, the, 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 team, who, who just, the team who scores, now they go back on defense. But sometimes the overtime is, is in overtime because no one scored for a minute. There have been changes of possession, and it's, you know, 21-21, whatever, right? And so now you're going to overtime. So who possesses the ball? I, my, my suggestion would be the game is over. You're out of time. The, the score is tied. There's no more time in the game. The rule is, the winner is, whoever has the most points at the end of the game. Keep playing from where the ball is, down and distance, the whole thing, and whoever has the most points, now that you're out of time, next score wins. CeCe, can I bring it back to... Go ahead. I know Max likes his point on that, and I'm kind of with Max too, but just back to the kickers thing. Evan jumped in my ear. Evan, tell tell CeCe and Max what you said. Yeah, the game is played by a bunch of Chris Canties, and you want a bunch of Evan Wilners deciding. And I said, yes, I want normal people deciding games no for the aliens chance. like you, CC. There is no like, chance. I think that makes it so much more dramatic. Oh. It's like a free throw, Max. Like, you go to the free throw line, you're trying to put your best player at the free throw line, your best shooter. Like, knock down the free throw. Knock down Jay, the Jay, that's not a good feeling if you're a guy that's on that team. I lost a game like that because of a kicker. Kicker, well, I'm not here for your feelings. I'm here for my entertainment, Technically, it was a punter. Technically, it was a punter. In in 2010, we played against the Philadelphia Eagles, and Tom Coughlin tells our punter, Matt Dodds. I can't even relive this right now. Don't kick the ball to Deshaun Jackson. Don't kick it to Deshaun Jackson. Three most painful sports memories of my life. Yeah, as of a course fan. it is. Now it was painful for me because I was on defense and we blew a twenty-one point lead at home. That's but nonetheless, story. that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Sorry, just <laughs> don't punt it to Deshaun Jackson. Give us a chance, Lord knows. See that guy, the Look. fastest the, mammal the on earth. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't kick, kick, don't it, to kick him. it that way. The punter kicks it to Deshaun Jackson. He bobbles it, breaks the first wave, and as soon as that happens, Tom Coughlin slams his clipboard because he knew what everybody on the Giants' sideline knew, which was Deshaun Jackson was going to house that thing. He had one job. Yeah. That's and why he, and I he moon, wanted to And he moonwalks into the end zone. Do you know that feeling that Max just got where he stood up in his seat to a degree and he just put his hands on his head? That's the feeling I want other people to experience that misery. Okay, you want, you want people to experience that misery. You know who's going to be miserable? That kicker or that punter. Hey. I you say got one job. I say you, you take you take the best fighter from each team and you put him in the middle of the field and they fight it out. Gladiator, the winner, gladiator. That's right. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Trash talking starts early on this show. We'll explain. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. What's up? What are you so excited about, Jay? You know what I'm excited about. <laughs> bring, bring him on the line. All right. Chris Canty in for Jay Will today, and guess who we have on the line? I'm in for, who? I'm in for who? Why? Jay, well, so, sorry, for Key today. Oh, so you're for me? I'm, I'm, I'm no, you're not right in here, for me. Right? If I would have right said, here. if I would have said in for Max, then we would really have a problem. You would know in my head. All right, look, look, we got. I'm a little confused sometimes. Look, Jeff Saturday, ESPN Ooh. NFL analyst, is here, and why is Jeff coming on? And right we play now? Carolina Mm-mm. Saturday. Your Mm-mm. day, Jeff. We play you on your dirt. What? There it is. A little baby helmet. Oh, did he freeze? Oh, oh no. Jeff froze. Oh, he froze himself. Oh, my God. He didn't wa- you way too excited right now. You better pump. <laughs> oh, oh. See? This is Godson. He's sending me a message. <laughs> your internet is breaking up. It's a sign that we're going to win this thing. Uh, I let feel me, it. Hey. Hey, Jeff, other than Jay sabotaging your, your, uh, your Zoom right now or whatever you're on, your FaceTime, are you, how are you feeling about yes. UNC's chances? I'm curious. Listen, all I know is we've overcome, we've battled. Uh, Jay, Jay, just let him talk. See, Don't do that. No. Jay got a little button right there. Nope. All name, I, all my I know is second on the show for a reason. All I know is UNC almost blew a 25-point lead to Baylor. Hey. That's, that's all I know. All, all I want Jeff to hear, since he can't talk, he can just hear me now, mm-hmm. is if Duke wins, mm-hmm. I am going to buy Jeff Saturday a Duke onesie. Mm-hmm. And oh, a I love Duke it. Bib, I love and, it. And a Duke pacifier. Uh-huh. And he has to wear the whole outfit with the pacifier on the show when and, he comes on the show next. And, Jay, to take it a step further, I feel like he should hold up a sign that says, Duke's your daddy. Yes. And what, what are like you? my daddy. Yeah, yeah. So what are, you, my daddy. are you doing exactly. all that for USC if like they win? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. But if he can finally chime in through the Zoom, 
then I would I will uh, happily engage him in whatever the bets. See, this is the danger is. of your Zoom not working out because yeah. mm-hmm. Jay Williams automatically makes a bet that Jeff Saturday has to live up to. Yeah, now for some if, reason, if Duke yeah. beats UNC. Like that has to happen. Like the pass, the Duke pacifier in the bib. Yeah, there's no way Duke that Jeff Saturday can uh, back out of this now. Uh, we are a radio show, Jay. I'm sorry, your plot did not work to he sabotage Jeff he Saturday. He's on go. the phone. He's a smart man. Jeff, have at him. Listen, man. Look, you're already sabotaging my my my, my home studio setup. <laughs> this is what the Dukies do. They find a way to infiltrate in, bro. Yes. They put this thing in. They're trying to now. He can go on TV and he's attacking me, making me making me wear some kind of bib and and pacifier. He's doing it all up, man. I'm telling you, he's overconfident right now. He's trying. He, he's peacocking. But we know what happened last time that happened last weekend. Don't be that guy, Jay Will. Jeff, Don't be that guy. Jeff, first off, I am not Will Smithing. I am not overcompensating. Wow. And, and, and secondly, I just want you to know, like, it, it, I will. Do you do you accept that bet? If we win, I will buy you a Duke pacifier and a Duke bib, and you have to come on our show and hold up a sign that says Duke is my daddy. And you know what? If we lose, I will have a North Carolina pacifier and a North Carolina bib, and I will hold up a sign that says North Carolina is my daddy. How do you feel about that, Jeff Saturday? Do you want that deal? Are we taking that bet? Are you giving Are you giving me points? Where are oh, we no, no. Points? Come on, See, Jeff. That's what a North We're Carolina the final four. This ain't about points. points. It's about winning a championship. This is a straight. This I'm is in. a money line bet. I Let's think the onesie hey, and the whole thing, it's a little much. Just do a pacifier. Is That's enough. what I said, the pacifier and the bib. He took the onesie off. Yeah. Okay. Just the pacifier with the bib. I don't want to buy a onesie and I don't want to see one of y'all Actually, you can, though. You can? Yeah, I, can, I found one. Yeah, you can find a onesie <laughs> in my size. So. Chris really? likes yes. onesies, apparently. Yeah. Chris. <laughs> what were you looking it's a, for? It's a holiday thing. It's weird. It's a holiday thing. It's a holiday thing. It's a holiday tradition. We all wear onesies. Jeff, are you going? Are you going down to New Orleans for this? No, I will not be there. I'll be, I'll be on spring break with my with my youngest. But I'm, I'm in for the bet. This is all I'm saying, though. This is all I'm saying. We do this bet. When it comes football time, we got more bets. No, 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 no. I like it, Jeff. No, no, I like it, Jeff. You're not going to flip it on me like that, Jeff. What? Jeff, you know he's a Giants what? fan, too, so he's going to find himself on a losing in a lot of those. I am not betting football. I know my strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. But Jeff, 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 since you brought up football, I got to ask, with the Colts making this acquisition and trading for Matt Ryan, what does this take this team now? What's the ceiling for Indianapolis in 2022? Well, listen, there's a lot of work to be done. You, you know that, Chris. Like, this puts, Matt Ryan puts them in the division conversation. I, mean, I, I do believe that now they're in the, that conversation with Tennessee and being able to have that battle. But they still have, you know, Pittman Jr. is their, their wide receiver, who's, I guess, their one right now. But, man, they got to get – they got to get some other wide receivers in there. They got to get a tight end in there. Um, you know, Jack Doyle retired, who was their starter last year. So there's a lot of work for Chris Ballard still to do on the offensive side. I do think that Matt Ryan brings them the stability in the in the pocket that Carson Wentz probably didn't provide last year. Right? He's going to make you know he's going to make more on time throws. Um, and, and so I do I do think that's a benefit for the offense. I think it will make their offensive line look better in pass protection. Look, they gave up a lot more sacks than people expected. A lot of that had to do with Carson holding the ball in the pocket, not being on time. I think Ryan gets the ball out. So there's a lot of positives. I don't think I would put them up in that top five category of the AFC quite yet. But again, we're, we're early in the offseason. You got the draft. You got some more signings going to happen. Uh, but, but Matt Ryan, I think, was a huge addition for this football team. 
after they let Wentz, uh, you know, head to the Commanders. What do you What do you think hinders them most of all, though, Jeff? Like, what? Expl- if they, yeah, they don't get it done. Yeah, explosive plays. I mean, that's a great question. Like when you think of them defensively, I think they'll they'll, they'll be fine. I think not giving up explosive plays. But, but creating explosive plays on offense. We, I mean, when you think about the Indianapolis Colts, you think Jonathan Taylor. I mean, like, let's just be honest. It's a, it's a run-heavy offense. I like the way, but there has to be – that has to be coupled with some really big plays offensively. We don't have that right now, and especially with, with uh, only really one receiver and, and one tight end to speak of. Uh, and, and, and they're going to have to go get players that can create those type of plays for this offense. They're going to need it as the season progresses and that 17-game kind of onslaught occurs. Uh, they, they're going to have to have it. And you really saw it show up against the Raiders and the Jags you know, l- l- at the end of last season when they didn't make the playoffs because they didn't have that kind of big play uh, mentality. They're going to have to get back to that. I think Matt Ryan provides it. But, again, they need some receivers and tight ends in. Uh, to help with those. Yeah, and they need a franchise quarterback, really, right? Like, after being spoiled for over, you know, decades, practically, with Peyton Manning and then Andrew Luck, since Luck, they have a different quarterback every year and have not really ever brought in the home run hitter guy. They've brought in, you know, a reclamation project, an older guy, and now Matt Ryan is another older guy, right? I mean, like, you got to find that next torchbearer eventually, Jeff, right? Yeah, and I think, look, I think this gives Ballard and, and Frank a lot of time to find. I mean, I think, I think that when you think about Matt Ryan, you know, this is a two, three-year type, uh, it took, in, in my opinion, a two- or three-year type uh, signing. So it's not, it's not a stop. You have a one-year type deal like Phillip Rivers. This will be a little bit longer, uh, in my opinion. I think they thought Wentz was going to be that, but I really do think Matt Ryan. And, and you got, guys got to understand, like, in, in, in Frank's system – the way that they run this offense, timing is is vital. And I don't think Carson ever fell in love with that. He would hold the ball looking for a bigger play downfield as opposed to taking what was there and allowing his skill players to make plays. Matt Ryan, will that will be more uh, in his skill set. So I do think it's a benefit, and it does give them time uh, for a long-term answer at quarterback, whether that's this year, next year, in the draft. But again, without having a first-round pick, this year, it's, it, that's not going to happen. So, you, 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 you know, you got to have some time here. I think Ryan provides that. Jeff, Saturday, in all seriousness, bad luck on Saturday, man. Yeah. Bad luck to you, too, <laughs> bro. Bad luck to you. You going to the game? Oh, I'll be there. Someone's going to be having See, I like that. I hope – Honestly, Jay, I hope all of you show up. And no, just, no more that, memes I of me. I hope that jersey weighs heavy <laughs> on those dookies. I really do. I hope they're nervous <laughs> about it. They see all the greats on the sideline. It just creates more pressure for that Final Four. More pressure to better. <laughs> Jeff Saturday, uh, ladies and gentlemen. My man. Talk to you soon, All Jeff. right, brother. Appreciate y'all. The Celtics nearly won without Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown last night. So where does Jay have those two Mm. in his most dangerous duos in the NBA? Because if they're high up, boy, the Celtics could be a problem in these playoffs. He might be the most skilled big with that size that the game has ever seen. You add his play with this team, it's over. Jay's round ball rankings. The game is over. All right, here we go. Six of my most dynamic duos 
heading into the playoffs. Mm. Not in basketball, but heading into the playoffs. Okay? If you got a right. dynamic duo, you're in the playoffs. Yes, yeah, right, essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number six, let's start off with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, for all the people that wanted to break these two up, <laughs> are you kidding me? One of the hottest teams in the NBA. Jason Tatum has dropped 50-point games this season. Jalen Brown proving to you that he can be a guy that can drop 25 a game, also a guy that can be one of your primary wing defenders. But this team losing Robert Williams with a knee injury, that's going to hurt them. That's why they're at number six right now. Yeah, I was about to say, because, I mean, you got one guy averaging 27, the other one averaging 23. That's why he's giving my reasoning, CC. I'm I'm just saying, though. I thought they would be higher on the list. Let's go. Number five. Number five. I'm going with James Harden and Joel Embiid. I mean, look, you can sit there and tell me about the other night with James Harden not really playing that well against the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns one of the most dynamic teams out there in the NBA, especially defensively. They're right up there in the upper tier with the Boston Celtics. But at the end of the day, Joel Embiid, an MVP candidate leader, and James Harden, we're still waiting to see the next level playoff performance from him. But this t- these two together, come on, stop. It's like peanut butter and jelly. It's not LeBron James and D-Wade, but you know what I mean. It just It's compatible. It works, CC. Okay? No, I'm here. It works. Yeah, it number works. five. There you go. Next up. Number four. CP3 and Devin Booker. We were talking about this, guys. I mean, this, this <laughs> duo is here. This actually might be the best opportunity for CP3 to win a championship, even more so than last year. Think about the Warriors, injuries to Stephen Curry, Draymond Green is back. John Morant having somewhat of an issue health-wise. They're still loaded, even though Memphis Grizzlies are there. But still, even the East, if they beat up on each other, it may be perfectly suited for CP3 and Devin Booker, a Kobe Bryant descendant, Devin Booker, to be that team How many beat. times do we say this is Chris Paul's best chance to win a championship? Again, this year. Even his whole career is probably the best chance he has. Agreed. Yeah. Next up, number three. Giannis and Chris Middleton put some respect on their name. People, all you guys do is hate because it's not as sexy. This guy just two-time MVP, two-time finals MVP, dropped 50 points and 14 rebounds in game six of the NBA finals. Chris Middleton comes through when you need him to the most. These guys are durable. They're sustainable. One of the best teams in the NBA, and we don't give them enough love. They are number three on my list. Number two. Yep, see, wait for it. Wait for it. We can argue about okay. it afterwards. Okay, Because you okay. don't put respect in her name, but cha- I'm going to keep it in the chamber. Yeah, okay. Number Gosh. two. There we go. Remind him again, James. What number are we number on? Number two. Number two, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green. I mean, I think people have forgotten. Stephen Curry, one of those prolific shooters the game of basketball has ever seen on this planet. Health is a major factor for these two. But with Klay Thompson being back when he's healthy, look, Draymond Green is another version of Marcus Smart, but elevated because he is the engine. Stephen Curry on this team, I just have to say the name Steph Curry, that speaks for itself. That is number two. And number one? Number one. KD and Kyrie. The most skilled duo in the history. Well, you have them as the the number one and two most skilled players in history, and they play on the same team. And I'm not saying that is the best duo. I'm not saying that's a duo that equates to the most championships. I hear the operative word, people, before you want to start debating me. Skilled. 
skilled on the offense. What can't they shooting, do? Yeah. passing, dribbling, whatever you need, they got it in their bag. They are the most lethal dynamic duo there is heading into the playoffs. Mm. Now, CC. Well, the Jay's round ball rankings are brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call Dell Technologies Advisor today at eight seven seven Ask Dell. Yeah, Sorry. we had to get those sponsors. We got to get Dell. No, no question time. about it. Number three, Number I got to get at you. Cash okay. money, Middleton, and Giannis. Why? I don't look at Chris Middleton as that guy. Like I, I don't like. I'm sitting there looking at the list, mm-hmm. and which one does not belong? Mm-hmm. I would argue that that's Chris Middleton. Not to say that he's not an All Star. Not to say that he's not a fantastic player. I just don't think he's as impactful as the rest of the guys. Oh, the really? Other, the other eleven guys that you have on that list. No. Oh, oh, really? And the missing piece for that Milwaukee Bucks team, you're, you're probably talking about that guy being Drew Holiday more so than Chris Middleton. Did you forget and what Chris Middleton did last I did, year I during the I NBA playoffs? I didn't. Forget. I think you did are. You, did you forget? I think you did are. you forget what Drew Holiday did as an on the ball defender in the playoffs last year? Oh, I, I respect that. That's, but, that's what but I'm without saying. Chris Middleton, talk- without Chris Middleton, they don't win a world championship. Yeah, and without Giannis making sure he put his foot under Kyrie Irving's I mean, oh. Irving's foot. I mean, you know what, Jay? That's what, that's what you're going to use to diminish Giannis? That's no, what you're gonna, I'm not diminishing Giannis. Use, I didn't diminish Giannis. No, but I didn't Jay, go after Giannis. Jay, you're, you're identify, you identified. Chris Middleton's been on the verge of 50, 40, 90 for like multiple okay, seasons. Okay, congratulations. You, ide- you identified Giannis as the guy who doesn't get enough respect, but I agree with Chris in this sense. I understand your list. Uh, you could put Middleton there. Middleton is the guy. People know Giannis is an elite player. Yes. Middleton is sometimes an all-star, sometimes not an all-star. And you're putting a lot on, which I'm one of these dudes. I agree with Jay with this. If you show up when it matters most and you're a borderline all-star, but I know I can rely on you in the big games, I want you. I want you on my team. But, but, but. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are close. Yeah, and here's, that's close. And here's so the other thing, Matt Max. Here's the other thing. I got enough of a sample size with Giannis and Chris Middleton without Drew Holiday, and I saw what that looked like in the postseason. Did it end the way the Bucks wanted it to? Oh, and but you can make the same argument for Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. Yeah, you can make the same argument for a lot of three, like same three thing with Jason Tatum, Jalen yeah. Brown, and Marcus Smart. So. Yeah. It kind of defeats the purpose. You know what I mean? There's always it's always a team aspect. I but just does it suggest put, Jay? Does it suggest that but, that maybe Dre and Steph shouldn't be number two on the list because without Clay, I they they Dre almost as much as Steph has revolutionized basketball. No I get doubt. It. But without Clay, it ain't the same. Whereas KD and Kyrie will kill you. Just the two of those guys. Okay. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum will, will kill, kill you. you. Just the two of those. Yeah. No, Joel no. Embi- no, 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 no. and James Harden. You guys are tripping on that. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum will not just kill Putting you. Putting too much own. on the scoring. You know Marcus Smart is the leader of the team. Whose team is it? If you watch a Boston Celtic game, every huddle is being led by Marcus Smart. I have another question. Every single one. Time, possession, understanding where they are, pushing defensive principles, pushing up on the ball, intensity. It's all led by yeah, Marcus leadership Smart. Leadership intangibles absolutely matter. Guys, I want to get that. this in because I'm curious, genuinely. About your answer, Jay. No AD and LeBron on the list. No. Why would is I have that? that? Be- but when they won in the bubble, I assume they'd have been number one on the list. Two years ago. Right? Two years ago. What is it the, just the injuries that have changed in your view? Why? It, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah, I haven't seen enough of AD this year. Let's talk to CeCe. He's a Lakers fan. He watches all their games. Same with me. I haven't seen one out of every three games in his Lakers career has been a DMP. Did not play. How can I factor that into my top duos going into the playoffs? I'm not even sure they're going to go into the playoffs. Yeah, Anthony Davis is like a solar eclipse. Rarely seen, but when it does, it's spectacular. That's the problem, though. It's too inconsistent. 
And that's not something that you can depend on when you're talking about being able to have sustained success. That's why you're talking about the Lakers only having one chip in the three years he's been there. It's a killer. It's a killer. Because AD outplayed Jokic. He was better than Jokic. That's why the Lakers advanced. Remember, they were the cardiac kids in Denver. Jokic was he won the, Jamal Murray was the guy showing out, but Jamal Jokic Murray would have yeah. been a guy on this list with Jokic if he was available. If he was healthy, yeah. he yeah. just hasn't healthy, played the whole yeah. year. Yeah, he's down in the G League right now, working his way back up. And Jamal is a version of Middleton in the sense that more spectacular, but in the sense that is Jamal Murray quite Devin Booker? Usually, I don't think so. Not quite. Not, I, I would say he's right there, but Donovan Mitchell when they had that great series. But when it matters most, Jamal Murray goes from, yeah, he's all-star-ish to, oh, my God, he's an MVP. That means something to me. That's why I'm with you on Middleton and Giannis. Well, and the conversation goes next year. I'm telling you right now, if Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are healthy, I'm going to pick the Denver Nuggets to win it. But Porter Jr. is kind of like banking on AD, right? Like he just- yeah, He's kind of starting off his career that way with the back injury and the draft history. Of the back, but Jerry he, got a rookie, he got a rookie extension. That's, yeah. that's kind of what happened with Embiid at the start of his career, right? Yeah. A couple it, of years. It kind of goes back to even the R.J. Yeah. Barrett conversation we had the other day about the Knicks. If you're giving Michael Porter Jr. that big of an extension <sighs> with the back history, how do you not give one to R.J. Barrett? You know what it comes down to so much for us? And I go with Westbrook with this, too. Why people get a bad feeling. Oh, Westbrook's not a winner. To me, who shoots it pure? That's so because you got to put the ball in the, in the basket, right? And especially in today's NBA. If you shoot like Porter Jr., even with an injury, whatever, people feel better giving you the bag. If you don't shoot that way, people feel more hesitant. Let me just explain something very quickly. You know what you do every time you play against Russell Westbrook? You go under every pick and roll. If you can't shoot. You can't shoot. It's a different game. All right. NFL overtime. To change or not to change? That's the question we answer at next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Chris Canty in for key today. Chris, we got a lot of people on the phone. Oh, yeah. They want to talk about the overtime rule. Everybody feels a way about that overtime thing. No question. Yeah. Um, To just go over it again, they're contemplating overtime changes to the overtime rules at the owner's meeting. There are two proposals. One is each team gets to possess the ball. The other is you get to possess the ball. One team, only one team needs to possess the ball if they score a touchdown and convert the two-point conversion. Mm Mm-hmm. You like the rule that the Baltimore Ravens proposed? You want to go over what that is? Yeah, it's called spot and choose. And what that would mean is the team that wins the coin toss in overtime would determine where the ball will be spotted. So it's, you know, if you wanted to have it at the plus 25, if you wanted to have it at the minus 25, the team that won the toss would determine that. And then the next, the other team 
would decide whether they want to possess the ball or whether they want to give the ball to the other team. So it just involves a little more strategy in it. It kind of balances the playing field a little bit to a degree. And I think this whole thing has emerged out of a fairness or lack thereof when it comes to you know, a team scoring a touchdown at the beginning of overtime and not giving the other team an opportunity to have some say. I think that's a really interesting proposal. Yeah. My proposal would be whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins the game. So 60 minutes are up. The game's now over, right? There's no more time in this game. Keep playing football. Whoever winds up with the most points wins. So that means down, distance, everything, spot the ball where it is, keep playing. Just keep, let's keep yeah, going. Yeah, Max, and I don't hate that rule. The only thing I would say is there's probably going to be some unintended consequences because your end-of-game strategy, meaning the end of regulation, you're going to play that a little bit differently if you know that the time is going to be short. You're going to go into overtime. Maybe you plan on playing for a field goal. Just try to inch the ball into plus territory until the clock hits triple zeros, and then you know all I got to do is get 10 to 15 more yards, kick a field goal, and we out of here. The best counterargument I've heard to that, actually, Chris, yeah. it's actually starting to change my thinking because it would mean there's a be a lack of urgency oftentimes at the end of the game. But look, the perfect is the enemy of the good, and what we're trying to get is gooder here. We don't need to be perfect. <laughs> all right. Andrew in Kentucky. What overtime rules change you want to see, or do you like it the way it is? I think you should keep it the way it is in the regular season. Only change it for postseason, and home team gets the ball first. Home field advantage, you get the ball first. I like you that, Chris. Ball game. If that's you have a, that's home not bad. field, I actually means like you that. earned it in the regular season. I like it. I like the elements of it, and beyond that, I think that that would fit what we've seen from the studies done in regards to overtime and how the coin toss affects the outcome, right? Because in the regular season, it's negligible. If you win the coin toss, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to win the game. But in overtime, limited sample size, of course, we've seen that if you win the coin toss, you've got an 80, 90% chance of winning the game. So I, I think that that actually makes sense. If you've earned home field advantage, that's one of those things that's baked in. But again, you're probably talking about the end of regulation changing for the road team in terms of their overall strategy. It's true. There's the perfect is the enemy of the good, but the, I think those you just made a lot of good points. The reason this has become a point of emphasis at this moment, it seems to me, is that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen had one of the greatest quarterback matchups of all time in one of the most exciting football games. Not the greatest defensive game, but a great <laughs> offensive game, right? And... The, during the broadcast, I forgot who said it. Whoever touches the ball last is probably going to win this game. Josh Allen made incredible plays and helped the Bills are up, and they're going to, uh, nope, there's too much time left under a minute for Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs wind up scoring, and, like, and, then, and then Josh Allen doesn't get to touch the ball in overtime. Now they want a rules change. I'll remind everyone. Same thing happened to Mahomes four AFC championships ago. Tom Brady throws an interception. AFC Championship game over. Patrick Mahomes going to the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Rams, the matchup everyone wanted. Oh, wait a minute. Pre-snap penalty. Brady gets the ball back. Mahomes never touches it again. Reggie in Wisconsin. What do you like, Reggie? Uh, Chris, Jay, Max, I appreciate you guys for having me on. Thank you. So, listen, I think we're all forgetting that this is an offense and defensive game. If I had to choose one, I would definitely go with the sudden death rule that Mike Tomlin proposed. But, Max, I'm on your team. Don't backtrack. Stay with what you do because it's a defensive game as well as an offensive game. I, I understand Chris's point. Some teams will hold the ball, blase, blase. But at the same time, it's up to the defense to get that ball back. Keep going until the next person scores. Final score determines the game. Let's do away with overtime. 
rules. These guys are being paid to play this game. No more rules. Play the game. That's what I say. I don't know that we're going back to the old sudden death rules. I, I, I think those those are gone because the NFL at its core is an entertainment product. And the marquee for your entertainment product is the quarterbacks. So I, I think we're going to be moving toward more innovation when it comes to overtime. But I'll go back to what that last, uh, the caller previously we had, Andrew, said, which is leave the regular season rule in place the way it is, and then you consider changing what we see in the postseason. You tinker with the innovations in the preseason, see how you like it, you implement the rule one time, and we'll see where it goes from there. But to your point about what we saw in the playoffs this past year with the Bills and the Chiefs, that was the game that Mike Vrabel, the Tennessee Titans head coach, cited when he submitted his proposal about a team having to score a touchdown and then go for a two-point conversion. He thought it was an absolute travesty that Josh Allen didn't have a chance to touch the ball given the way that that guy was playing. So it's clear to me the motivation is to see more of the quarterbacks. Reggie, you got an Eagles point to make, I'm told, that is worth listening to. What you got? I agree with Chris Canty. I think this man is 110% correct. All the, all of the weapons that the Cowboys have had, we talk about them all the time. They've gone nowhere. I think we need to start listening to Stephen A. Smith. These guys are who we think they are. Jalen Hurts has put up so much good work last year with the limited amount of weapons that he had. This year, he will be even better. Well, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy. I think that's still a question mark, but the Eagles have shown they're able to get to the playoffs even with Jalen Hurts being an average quarterback. What makes him special? Leadership intangibles and then his ability to be a focal point in a running game. I think that's it. I mean, by I the way, Chris, it. if you're an average quarterback the first full season you touched the ball, like Jalen Hurts had just had his first full season as a starter. If you're already average, to me, the thing he needs to do better is read the middle of the field better. Mm-hmm. Once he does that, he'll be an above-average quarterback. I think there's a very good chance that happens, and I think the Eagles could make this work. You, you convinced me when you talked about the line of scrimmage. Yeah. They're good on both sides. Yeah, I, I think Jalen Hurts' comp as a pro quarterback is Dak Prescott. I think it's moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he'll ascend or develop to that way, but that's what I see when I look at Jalen Hurts, a younger version of Dak. So the NFL owners' meetings are taking place. Why is one coach talking baseball? Baseball. Get some baseball into the show? Unbelievable. I love baseball. Remember when we used to get to talk baseball in sports? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Willemax, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.